0: Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's podcast. Tiki Barber, intercepted, taken away by Rondé Barber. and Barber, and Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber, Tiki with a career high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's end of the season.
1: And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada.
0: Intercepted. Ron Day Barber. To the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber.
1: And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com
0: nfl kickoff is almost here
1: hey let dominate today
0: the barber twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's nfl betting action with tiki and ronda it's betting with the barbers under center here's your signal caller ron crook we have reached the business end of the nfl
2: season and the final four teams squaring off in the Conference Championship Games. Welcome, everyone, to Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. Ron Kruk joined, as always, by the New York Giants all-time leading rusher, the man, Tiki Barber, and Super Bowl champ, and the 2022 Modern Era player finalist for the NFL Hall of Fame, Rondé Barber. Guys, great to be back with you. Let's quickly get your reactions to what went down in the divisional round of the playoffs and hand out some winner- and loser awards quick recap favorites and dogs split over the weekend going two and two chiefs edging out the jaguars with a banged up patrick mahomes but jags covering the plus nine and a half with that backdoor cover and the late <laughs> field goal the eagles steamrolled the giants for a clean three to zero sweep of their 2022 series i know i'm sorry tiki and the easy cover Then the heavyweight Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills knocked out by the underdog Cincinnati Bengals, who were five-and-a-half-point dogs in the snow. And finally, San Francisco finished and covered against Dallas. All right, Tiki, I know you're licking your wounds. It was a tough one. Give us your winner and loser from last
3: weekend. Well, I'll start with the loser because it makes me feel better that the NFC East team, the Dallas Cowboys, played as terrible as they did but the clear loser has to be that Prescott. I mean, we sit here and debate what his worth is. Is he worth that big contract that he just signed? And the reason that he's a loser is because the answer is, I don't know. And for a guy who has been around for as long as he has been, this is his fifth season to make the mistakes that he makes. He ends up eyeing down CD Lamb so often. And then when the throw is not there, he ends up going late to a second option, which led to Both of the interceptions, and there could have been more of them in this game. He's just played horrible this season. He missed five regular season games, but still led the league in interceptions. And the trend didn't stop in the divisional round against the 49ers, a game that they could have and probably should have won if he would have played up to par. The big winner for me is Lou Anarumo, who is the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Whiteout conditions up there in Buffalo, he stymied one of the best offenses, the top two scoring and overall offense in the Buffalo Bills, and made Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and every one of those playmakers feel frustrated. Now, the elements had a part to do with it, but with the variety of schemes that he throws, it made one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL look pedestrian. So, D.C. for the Cincinnati Bengals, Lou Anarumo, he was awesome. Rondé, how about you? Who gets the honors? Well, it's pretty interesting
4: that Tiki's loser was Dak because Dak was my winner last week after he <laughs> 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 <That's a good laughs> exercised his uh, playoff demons. Hey, it's, it's hard not to agree with you. I don't, I don't know what Dak is either. His Super Bowl window doesn't look wide open like Joe Burrow's. I, I've been saying, <laughs> saying that a while now. But my big winner, though, this one's pretty easy for me, and it's in that same game. It's D'Amico Ryan's. I mean, this guy's defense is playing fantastic, and it's not just because he has fantastic players. He does. Across the defensive line, they're good. Fred Warner is a stud. They have decent players in the secondary and a great, uh, young, strong safety. So the fact that he has players makes it pretty manageable that he's going to have a good game. But the way he coaches these guys, they're so disciplined. When you put the film on, all you see is guys not making mistakes. Everybody is in the right position at the right time, make plays, and allows this defense to coalesce. And, you know, it's a reason why they're they're number one. My loser, and um, it it comes back to something you said, uh, Ron, earlier, it's uh, Josh Allen's coaches. You know, Josh Allen is being asked way too much. It's not sustainable. He threw the ball 42 times in those whiteout conditions last week. That's just not – you watch Cincinnati adjust, right? No uh, off the line struggling. Turn around and hand the ball off. Josh Allen's still trying to do it all by himself. They couldn't adapt in the first quarter. They didn't have a first down. Just unbalanced play calling. And then you look at the other side of the ball on defense. I mean, I love Leslie Frazier. This was the wrong time for his defense to to not show up. Uh, And so they're out. But that was the team everybody expected. Their coaches, to me, got them out of the playoffs
2: think some guys in the desert might be celebrating that loss, too. The Bills were a big uh, Super Bowl favorite and darling in the betting public. Um, My winner, you just mentioned him, Rondé. I'm going with Joe Burrow. I didn't think that anyone could ever take over Joe Montana's Joe Cool nickname. But, I mean, (laughs) damn, he's coming close to doing so. Uh, Comes out just on fire, completing his first nine passes, 105 yards, two touchdowns. If he beats the Chiefs for a fourth straight time, he is by far the new Joe Cool. For me, and I'm sorry, cooler, Tiki.
4: A cooler Joe Cool. Would that be it? A cooler Joe Cool? That's that's <laughs> about right.
2: I think so. We we might want to trademark that. Let's go with it. <laughs> and my apologies, uh, Tiki, for my loser, but it's gotta be the Giants O-line. I mean, Daniel Jones had no chance to even throw that ball downfield. I mean, the Eagles. A field day, 16 pressures, five sacks in that game on Saturday. And this this stat was crazy to me, Tiki. The Giants allowed 60 pressures and 14 sacks in three games against wow. the Eagles. That one blew my mind.
3: Yeah, well, they're number one defense or top two two or three defense in the league for a reason. And they almost challenged the 85 Bears in the sack with the sack record. They had 70. Bears had 72 back in 85. but. There's a reason that they're this good, and it's not always because of Jalen Hurts.
2: Yeah, great point, point. and that leads us to the conference championship games where three of the four teams, guys, that were here last season, well, they're back, the lone addition being those Philadelphia Eagles. But we kick things off in the NFC where the two top seeds will battle in Philadelphia and what should really – I mean, I'm excited for this epic heavyweight showdown Number one seed, Eagles, host the number two seed, the San Francisco 49ers, two teams that know all about conference championship games, 49ers playing in their 18th NFC title game, the most in NFL history, and the Eagles' seventh conference championship game appearance since 2000. That's the most in the NFC. While the teams guys are in familiar territory, the QBs, are definitely not in a changing of the guard. Two young guns square off at quarterback, 24-year-old Jalen Hurts, 23-year-old rookie Brock Purdy with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, on paper, you know, a classic matchup of a dominating defense in San Francisco versus that high-flying offense with the Eagles. San Francisco, the fourth-best covering percentage this year with a 13-6 and record while Philly, right in the middle of the pack, 9-9 and record against the spread. Little factoid, the home team has won the NFC Championship game in seven of the past nine years. These two did not meet in the regular season and have never faced off, which is crazy with all the success they've had in the NFC Championship game. Guys, here are the odds as we come in. Philadelphia opened up as a minus 1.5-point favorite. That total has climbed to 2.5 and, and remains steady since it's hit that mark. The total, 45 and a half points, has gone up to 46. And the money line, the Eagles, are now minus 145. San Francisco, according to Superbook.com, comes in at plus 125. All right, Tiki, you have the honors. Break down this NFC Championship for yeah, us. Yeah,
3: this is a great breakdown. But I want to stop for a second and go back to why I think the Giants – didn't perform well in Philadelphia because it is a hostile environment. And if you're not used to it, it gets to you. The emotion and the energy that comes out of that stadium is real. And I know if you haven't ever been a player, you can discount it and say, oh, you're just you're professionals. You're used to this. You did it in college. You did it in, uh, in, in, in the NFL. But playoff football in Philadelphia is intense. It's like mean. It's like visceral. Uh, and if you haven't been in that environment, it affects you. The Giants look like they were intimidated by the environment. Now, fast forward to the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not sure they're going to all feel intimidated because they're a team that has a ton of talent. But, you know, Brock Purdy might feel intimidated against this team that comes after you defensively. We talked about all of these pass rushers, Hassan Reddick leading the crew. Uh, Brock Purdy's got to play great for the 49ers to have a chance. Now, can he do that? Maybe. There's been some games where he looked really good and out of the six that he's played, or the seven that he's played, but there's a couple, including last week, where he just kind of felt pedestrian. He was just kind of being the game manager and trying to get the ball to his playmakers and not being asked to do anything special. And against the Eagles, and Ronde knows this, you're playing in the championship game. You have to make plays. Like you're not just gonna win with a nominal game plan, with a, all right, we didn't make any mistakes and we won the game. That's not happening. In Philly. You have to be a playmaker, especially when you look at what the Eagles are. They're full of playmakers. Now I was discounting mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts' health last weekend. Guess what? He just ran in there with his shoulder. So <laughs> learn something about him last week. Not only is he really good, not only is he a, is he a great leader, the dude is fearless, man. And when you have that, that it, like they all talk about the, what's the it factor? An it factor is fearlessness, it's disregard for your body, your safety, whatever you, however, you want to position it. Jalen Hurts has that on top of tons and tons of playmakers from Goddard to Devontae Smith, and we know the name, Jason Brown. They have the ability to score and run away from you. And if you're just going to game manage, like I think Brock Purdy has kind of defaulted into doing, they don't have a chance. I love Philadelphia here, laying two and a half. And in fact, I think that line's going to go more in favor of the Eagles. So (laughs) get it as soon as you can because – I think as game time approaches and maybe the weather becomes a factor, Billy's going to get a bigger advantage. It's interesting. You brought up those type of players,
4: Tiki, quarterbacks. I feel like three of these quarterbacks are that. The only one that's not (laughs) is Brock Purdy. We (laughs) we haven't had the opportunity to to see him handle that type of situation. Dude, this is D1 versus D2, right? This is not in college terms. I mean – First defensive league versus a second defensive league. And that's what this game's going to be about. I'm like you, I thought Jalen Hurts might be a little worse for the wearer coming back from those injuries. But at the end of the day, that was a defining performance by Hurts and and his his head coach, Sirianni. If you ask me, they put an exclamation point on what they had proved all year long. That that combination only lost one game all year long. It's not because Jalen Hurts is going to beat you passing the ball all the time. He doesn't do that because he doesn't have to do that. They were for 268 yards last week. I mean, their third running back essentially had 150 yards against the Giants. And I'm like, who is this guy? Who is Gainwell? Who's Philip Gainwell? I know he is. but right? He's going out in a divisional playoff game. And that speaks to the type of offense that this team runs and why it's so hard to stop. So I look at that and I say, best defense in football, San Francisco 49ers. We already pointed out why. D'Amico Ryan is a great football coach. Fred Warner is a fantastic middle linebacker. Mafunga is a special type of player when you watch him play. They have a deep and very talented defensive line. That's where this game is going to be decided. To me, it's going to have to be Mm -hmm. San Francisco dealing with that very explosive Eagles offense and very balanced for that matter. It's not like they're just throwing or running all that. They can do whatever. They have the best play action game I've ever seen in with a running type of quarterback because Jalen Hurts sets up for these easy completions. You're like, how was, how was nobody covering that guy? It's because when you run the ball as effectively as they do and efficiently as they do, you get easy throws for your quarterback. And those are the type of throws they're going to get. I don't know that they're going to be able to do that against San Francisco because they're so disciplined. You said it Tiki, AJ Brown, uh, Smith, Goddard, they got, they got talent all over the place. They're tough to deal with, but I think this, this San Francisco defense is going to be able to stand up. They're going to take this challenge. I mean, I, I feel like I've watched this movie before. In fact, I think they started in it in 2002. Like, <laughs> this is that type of game, right? It's an offense that really challenges you versus a defense that makes game changing type of plays. This defense could do that. That being said, oh, it's turning it wow. around, aren't you? Forty in the link not the vet, in the link for the first time ever. Jalen Hurts is arguably having an MVP-type season, if not for Patrick Mahomes. Give me the Eagles' by field goal. I'm with you. This is a game the Eagles have to win. They have to prove that this team that we thought all year was the best in the NFC is the best in the NFC.
2: All right, great point. So both the Barber brothers going with the Eagles. For me, it's it's the question does the old saying of defense wins championships, does that come through again? Well, I think it does, but I think it's the Eagles defense that will be the difference when they face a rookie quarterback. You mentioned it, Philly owns the NFL's number one pass defense. Tiki, you said it they nearly set a record in sacks with 70 this season. I mean, they made Daniel Jones look miserable, and he has had a fantastic year. Now they get Purdy who was rattled last week against Dallas, although he didn't turn the ball over, so you got to give him uh, credit for that. But the 49ers offense last week scored 19 points. That's the lowest output since he took over as a quarterback. He will become the fifth rookie to start a conference championship. Mm -hmm. What do you think the uh, record is for those four rookies starting in conference? I'm going to say (laughs)
3: 0-4.
2: Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Tiki Barber is correct. 0 and 4. I think uh let's make it 0 and 5. I'm gonna take the Eagles. The home field advantage will be huge. Even the rest, you know, San Francisco playing that late game and flying across the country. I'm gonna take the Eagles. So clean sweep, all three of us going with Billy. Superbook is still offering some great bonuses, especially for new customers. So get in on the action and get up to a $1,000 bonus when you sign up, make a deposit, and wager. Download the Superbook app today and make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Superbook Sports. Guys, we have a very rare rematch in the AFC Championship when the number one seed Kansas City Chiefs play host to the number three ranked Cincinnati Bengals making this just the third time in the past 35 AFC championships that there has been a rematch. The last time it happened was in 2011 and 2012 when the Ravens and Patriots went back-to-back. So the Chiefs get another shot at their nemesis, the Bengals, who since January 2022, guys, have beaten the Chiefs three straight, including this season when uh, the Bengals got the better of the Chiefs, 27 24 in week 12 and this was crazy to me this stat fellas and after not covering against Jacksonville Kansas City is now 6 11 and 1 against the spread this season the Bengals have the second best covering percentage this year just behind your New York Giants I'll give you some positive news about your (laughs) Giants too this year uh Bengals covering 13 and 5 record all right Kansas City, fifth straight AFC title game, but of course lost last year to these Cincinnati Bengals who are 3-0 in AFC championship games, making them the only team in NFL history that is unbeaten in the AFC championship. All right, crazy line movement for this one. Superbook.com opened up with the Chiefs as a three-point favorite, and then almost immediately, it started coming down. It went down to a pick in about 24 hours, and then the money kept pouring in, guys, on the Bengals, who, as of this recording and according to Superbook.com, are now two-and-a-half-point favorites. So huge turnaround. The total opened up at 47. It's down to 46-and-a-half. Money line, Chiefs plus 120. Cincinnati is a minus 140. Make sure you're keeping an eye on the status of Patrick Mahomes. Had that MRI on Sunday, and it showed he suffered a high ankle sprain. All right, Rondé, you're up first. How do you see this one playing out, and who do you like?
1: Well,
4: this is the game I wanted to watch. I'm glad this game is second because I think it's obviously championship weekend's always a great weekend. The second game's always the best game. And they got it right, putting this game in the second game because it is a rematch. And If you watch that first game, it's a perfect example of what the best two teams in AFC should look like when they play each other. It was fourteen to ten Cincinnati, and then Kansas City outscored Cincinnati fourteen to three in the second half in the third quarter. I'm sorry, and then Casey got shut out in the fourth quarter. Cincinnati wins, and it was one of those games where you just felt like it's always feels like when these guys play, there's a balance of power being played out, right? And so if I regress and say if Cincinnati would have beat Buffalo in that game that got canceled, we would have one playing versus two. The fact that right. Cincinnati beat Buffalo second means we probably really do have one playing, too. So I'm glad this game is second. All that to be said, I had a high ankle sprain and I played through it. And it is not and I mean not the easiest injury to play through. And I play corner. Right. And I remember not starting that game. And really just hobbling around forever, just trying to get myself into the motion. But I think Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, because he's done it before, will be able to play through this injury. That's number one. It's Patrick Mahomes. In 2019, I think it was, he threw four touchdowns with a high ankle sprain against the Raiders, right? He came in back into the game after Chad Henney led a drive and scored two touchdowns in this game last week. So I don't think the high ankle sprain is the issue for the Chiefs. The the, the issue is stopping Joe Burrow in, in their offense. and so. When I look at this Kansas City Chiefs defense, they have some players, right? Chris Jones is a game wrecker, 15 and a half sacks. Frank Clark, you don't block him. And Cincinnati is playing with a, with, a, with a new tackle, left tackle. He could be a game, game wrecker. Egerius Snee is a great player in the secondary. They have players, and they are creative. Spagnuolo does a great job creating opportunities for his defense. That's going to be the difference in this in this game. Now, Cincinnati, look. 412 yards of offense, 172 on the ground at Buffalo in that snowstorm. That, To me, that is telling. It's very telling of a team and a coach and a quarterback that have matured, right? He didn't throw for a whole bunch of yards. It's not like he blew up the stat sheet with 242 yards passing or whatever, but he matured in that football game and showed me he can win a big game. So if you're asking me, can a team that hasn't beat Cincinnati in three tries do it this week? I don't know. To me, Burrow has the advantage. He's got the momentum. I like their defense. And if Pat is at all hobbled, I think Cincinnati has to be the favorite here. It's a reason why they're two and a half. It's why the money is going uh, towards Cincinnati here. And I'm inclined to, to go with it.
2: Let me just ask you quickly, Rondé, before you jump in, Tiki, what if this line goes up to three or three and a half? Are you still with the Bengals?
4: Yeah, we'll see that it's going to be that kind of game, right? Is Kansas City able to adjust to Patrick Mahomes' deficiencies right now? Are they going to give Pacheco the ball? Are they actually going to use him to run the ball with a quarterback who likes to scramble around, not be able to throw the ball? To me, I think Cincinnati at Lou and Anar- Arumu, which I'm sure Tiki's going to reference here, he can either dial up blitzes or he can do like he did last time they played and drop eight guys and make Patrick Mahomes win it, sit in the pocket and try to find ways to throw it, throw the ball. So if you ask me if Three points makes me change. Not really, because I think that Cincinnati has the answers to the puzzle to beat Kansas City with a quarterback that's not 100. percent.
3: Yeah, no, as Rondae's right about that, and it's it's interesting when you watch, you know, a couple of defenses this year. One is the 49ers, who Rondae alluded to in the, in our previous segment about the Miko Ryan's. Another one is Lou and Arumo, and the reason I say they're interesting to watch, actually, Jonathan Gannon does this as well. At the snap, it's really muddled. Like you, if you're sitting there as a quarterback, like what are they playing right now? Just, this doesn't look like a single high safety. Other safeties just kind of hanging around in there. They muddle their pre-snap reads, so it makes it really complicated for a quarterback to understand what he's seeing. And then at the snap mm-hmm. of the ball, they're all of a sudden right where they're supposed to be. Right? It's, just, it's well-coached teams. All, a lot of these defenses that are still left, and uh, in, the, in these two championship games, their defenses are so well coached because they don't just line up. Hey, this is what we're doing. Right. They They kind of just muddle around. And when you're stuck like that, it makes innovation as a quarterback so important, which is why Patrick Mahomes usually torches defenses like this because he's not confused. He's not worried about it. He doesn't care if he doesn't have a pre-snap read because he knows that his route combination is likely to always have an answer. And if he doesn't, he can just move around. Well, he can't do that this week, right? There's, there's something that's going to miss that, that he's missing that I think clearly gives the Cincinnati Bengals an advantage. One is what Rondé said before. This offense is variable. I had, I, there's no way you could have told me that, that they were going to run for almost 80 yards against the Buffalo Bills. But they, they had to. And on the broadcast, they kept talking about it. The right. offensive line is compromised. you got a new left tackle. Like they're going to get, they're going to get a quarterback killed. So they just turn around and hand the ball off <laughs> and something they <laughs> haven't done consistently, or at least not at the highest level all season long like that. They flipped it on. So like the advantage to me is clearly with the Bengals. But that being said though, I think that Andy Reid is one of the great coaches in football. And when you start to look at his tree, it's getting really big and it's getting really impressive. Even, even the giants, um, uh, with, with with our offensive coordinator, uh, has turned into uh, a, a head coaching candidate. Uh, Mike Kafka has turned into a head coaching candidate. He's out of Andy Reid's uh, trees. Uh, down in Jacksonville, I know they just lost, but Doug Peterson, he's out of Andy Reid's tree. Uh, it's It's become really impressive. I know that he's going to come up with some sort of scheme that we haven't seen yet. And they're going to implement it right away because Pat Mahomes is smart. He is adaptable. As it can be, and we talk about uh, Isaiah Pacheco, but Jared McKinnon is a great outlet running back. He's going to play a ton, whether he's running the football or you're just sitting over there being an, a, a safety net for Patrick Mahomes, which then forces mm. defense over to him, which creates space for somebody else. I, at home, I got to believe that Andy Reid's going to find a way uh, to cover this and and, may, and possibly win it. Like They've been the five straight AFC Championship game. And forget that. They've hosted... Five straight right, yeah. the AFC championship games. Inside. I got to believe this is another one where they're going to get to the Super Bowl for their third time. I got to take Kansas City here uh, getting two and a half.
2: I can't blame you on that one. This has been a real difficult one for me. Uh, you know, I guess the storyline of the Bengals having three-fifths of their offensive line out against Buffalo really didn't matter that much. I mean, no. those guys played extremely well, right? Uh, you mentioned it Ronde, I mean rolling up uh, what was 172 yards rushing, um not allowing a sack. I thought that was huge. There were a couple pressures but no no sacks. And then on the opposite side of the ball, I mean Cincinnati didn't just win, they destroyed that Bills offense. Uh holding them to 10 points. They're going to need that same type of performance against Mahomes and, and company, but their confidence right now has got to be sky high. Um uh, Mahomes versus Burrow four should really be another classic. i I can't wait for this. Uh, but Ronde, if you say playing with a high ankle sprain is extremely difficult, I'm believing you and I don't think Mahomes is gonna be anywhere near a hundred percent this week. We know how tough this kid is. It's amazing what he did to go back in that game and and get the job done. Uh, but if he's not healthy enough to do what he does best, move around, get outside of the pocket. Uh, I think that's going to create some issues for the Chiefs. I uh, just love the fact Burrow is 3-0 and against Mahomes, but all three games have been decided by three points, exactly three points. That's why I was asking you that, Rondé. Uh, Kansas City at home getting two and a half. I mean, it's is it's very tempting. It, it's hard not to
4: pick. Dude,
3: you're gonna take a home dog that's hosted five. I mean, you're gonna go against a home dog that's hosted five AFC championship games.
4: Yes. Yeah. Just like I did.
2: You know why? <laughs> because I got the stat to counter that. Since okay. 1970, since the merger, there have been nine road favorites in conference championships. Guess how many advanced to the Super Bowl? Nine. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We have another winner. Nine for nine. (laughs) Wow. It's a crazy stat that I've found. Uh, I I think they do it again. I'm going to take Cincinnati. Nothing at this point is showing me that they're going to slow down. And Joe Burrow goes to 4-0 and and still has never lost a road playoff game. Give me Cincinnati. All right. If you haven't signed up at superbook.com yet, let's go get it done. Superbook is still offering up to a $1,000 bonus when you sign up, make a deposit, and a wager. Check out superbook.com for details. Download the app today. Superbook is now live in seven states, including Iowa and Ohio. Several more to come and should be announced very soon. All right, guys, before we wrap up the action today... Uh, we have some really interesting potential Super Bowl matchups, including Philly versus Kansas City. That would be Mahomes versus Hertz and and Andy Reid facing his former employer. Uh, how about Cincinnati versus uh, San Francisco? A trilogy matchup, San Francisco up two to nothing. The only other time uh, teams have played three times in the Super Bowl. That's Dallas versus Pittsburgh. And then the 49ers versus the Chiefs, you know, Kyle Shanahan looking for some revenge against the team that beat up on his 49ers uh, back in the Super Bowl a few years ago. So cool uh, matchups. We checked out the odds according to Superbook.com. And these might surprise you right now. The current odds, according to Superbook, to win Super Bowl 57. The Cincinnati Bengals have the shortest odds to win Mm -hmm. it at plus 230. Next come the Eagles, plus 260, so both favorites of not shocking. Then Kansas City, maybe a great value pick at plus 310, and the 49ers at plus 320. Tiki, give us
3: your thoughts on these Super Bowl odds. I mean, I like the Kansas City Chiefs. If they could find a way at plus 330 to get past the Cincinnati Bengals and have a bye week so Pat Mahomes gets healthy and whoever – you know the 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 NFC representative is whether it's the Eagles or the 49ers. I feel like that game could be a shootout. It could be mm-hmm. who scored 45 first. And so I like I, if all those odds, I would take Kansas City plus 330. That sounds really good.
4: I'd probably go with that one too. But if if, if I'm being true to what I've always preached is that defense wins <laughs> championships. You take the longest odds. San Fran can beat anybody with their defense. Oh, yeah. interesting. They're just – I mean, I know that no core rookie quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl. We know that. That yeah. is a
3: fact. Or, or <laughs> even Ben. Or
4: even yeah, Exactly. Ben. Or even Ben. But this is a defense that is – I'm telling you they're on the cusp of greatness because of the way that they play and the type of players they have in their defense. I think they can – really beat anybody and with those odds i picked philly earlier right but don't hold me to it
3: (laughs) (laughs) but but, but, ronde hold on like (laughs) tell tell me tell me the narrative that where that still works just think about the last super bowl winning teams it's it's always been about the quarterback right right but but. think about this last matt matt stafford people wanted to put him in the hall of fame after the year he had last year right the year before that was tom brady and then you know mahomes and then like. It's always a star quarterback. Not that he's the MVP and the most important player, but the team with the best quarterback is seemingly winning. I hate it. Yeah. It takes away what, what is core to football to me, which is play good defense, <laughs> run the ball, ball control, field position, et cetera. But it seems to come down to the best QB. The best QB out of this bunch, if healthy, is Pat Mahomes. He's winning the MVP this year. So mm. am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But San
4: Francisco, not only great defense, right? They have enough playmakers on offense to dent you, right? They can dent you with Kittle. They can dent you with Debo Samuel. Christian McCaffrey, we know what kind of year he's had since he's been there. And Brock Purdy, I mean, I know he's not everything, but he doesn't make mistakes, man. He doesn't make mistakes. If you we take the kind of- his hands, and let your defense win for you, you can get – I'm just talking about odds here, man. If you're just betting betting the longest odds, you get the most money. So why not just take the the biggest odds? Because really, you could put all four of these teams in a jar, shake them up, and pull them out, and nobody would be surprised if any of them were the Super Bowl
3: champion. That's a good point. By the way, the San Francisco 49ers have not lost a football game since October 30th. (sighs) That's quite
2: a roll. And that's quite a stat, too. I love it. it. yeah, I mean, this is the time. You get to Superbook.com. I agree. This is a crapshoot. All four of the Final Four teams have a legitimate shot to win this, which makes it a lot of fun. And in a very unpredictable season, we've got really the heavyweights here that have made it to the Final Four, which is cool, too. Uh, let's. Uh, that's going to do it, guys, as we gear up for the, for the championship uh, weekend in the
4: NFL. What do we do next week? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well,
2: this is where <laughs> producer Mike Ridd makes his money, you know. We'll have to see what he comes up with. I, I have... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to thank all of our listeners and our viewers uh, for your support all season. Please uh, just take a second to like, rate, and subscribe. Betting with the Barbers is available on Spotify, Apple Music, and, of course, at superbook.com all right guys final thoughts before we get to kickoff on sunday
3: it's going to be a hell of a weekend um as ronde just said and he's so right i'm not surprised whatever this matchup is going to be there is none of these are going to be upsets to me none of these are going to be this team should have and is supposed to be in the super bowl all of these teams are Viable, all of them deserve to be in the Super Bowl, and whoever gets there is going to earn it because these games aren't going to be easy. But that's you wouldn't want it any other way. Right. Is there I'll- one matchup that you would lo- like to see, Tiki, more than the others? I would love to see the you. You mentioned it, the Philadelphia Eagles head coach playing his former team, Kansas City That'd Chiefs versus versus the Kansas uh, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I think these are the
4: four best teams in football. I think they they came in as into the playoffs as the best teams in football. Obviously, uh, yeah. the, the top two seeds. But San Francisco beating Dallas and then uh, Cincinnati having to go the long road because of missing that one game. I think we are exactly where we're supposed to be. I can't wait for the for this week. I know exactly what I'm doing on Sunday, which is nothing. My might <laughs> my get dressed on Sunday. Just sit sit around and watch these four games, but. If I had a game that I wanted to see in the Super Bowl, I mean, and this is not being bullish or anything on John Lynch, but I'd like to see John Lynch get back there. Kyle Shanahan Mm -hmm. went a couple years ago, had it, blew it. And uh, uh, him him playing Kansas City, I think, would be the biggest chess match game that you could possibly imagine. Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan, and then add in two, one really seasoned defensive coordinator and one really young defensive coordinator, that would be fun to talk about.
2: I love it. That would be a heck of a matchup. I'm old school. I love the rematches and the history. I mean, I think back and, and maybe it happens again. So I won Cincinnati versus San Francisco for a third time. And, you know, what I remember about that first Super Bowl was San Francisco stopping Cincinnati when they had first and goal. Uh, and they couldn't get it in. They went for it on fourth down. Maybe this defense is as good as that one.
4: Hmm? I don't only, you know. remember, only you remember that, Ron. Yeah,
2: I know. And right. I'm hey, I'm the old, I'm the veteran here, man. I gotta, I gotta represent uh, old school football. And then of course, uh, Joe Cool leading them down to win, uh, to beat Cincinnati the second time, and that was a lot of fun too. But gonna be awesome. Hey, if you want, if you like the AFC. Get in right now, fellas. Early Super Bowl line, according to superbook.com, the AFC minus one.
0: Mm.
2: Just saying. Just <laughs> saying. Can't wait, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. For my partners, Tiki and Ronde Barber, I'm Ron Kruk. Make sure you're following us on social media. He is at Tiki Barber. He is at Ronde Barber. I am at R. Kruk. And of course, at Superbook Sports. Enjoy the conference championships this Sunday, everyone. <laughs>
0: Locked into the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. 10, 5, touchdown Tiki Barber! intercepted, Rondé Barber! Presented by Superbook Sports. Featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber. And featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow and review today and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all! 62 yards! Ronde Barber broke up the play. Ronde Barber breaks it up.